Hello and welcome to another edition of the Main Stage. I'm Patrick McCormack, joined this week by Robert Goldberg. Robert, thank you for taking the time. Yeah, thanks, Patrick. Thanks for having me on. So, lighter week than other weeks in the past few weeks, but we have men's basketball going one and one last week. Women's basketball picked up a win over CSI, and we had another record on the track. We also have an interview with freshman Sade Yang of the men's basketball team. But to kick things off, we'll talk about men's basketball. You know, one in one week for the men's basketball team, a 91-68 loss to the East Strasburg Warriors here at home at Quilly Gymnasium. They did respond by going on the road and playing at the College of Staten Island, picking up their second consecutive ECC win, a 65-52 victory over the Dolphins. And Colin Brady led the Lions in scoring with a career-high 18 points and seven rebounds. And this was a game, Patrick, I feel, after a really tough loss against an ESU team, they came back and responded well in conference. And you look at the Lions this season, two and seven may not be where you want to be if you're Charlie Marquardt, but you look at the all-important ECC record, and early on in the conference schedule, you're two and oh, getting a win over UDC at home, and then following up that win over CSI. But you look at the team, and there's so many players and so many guys defining new roles. We talked about this with, say, being a true freshman, learning from veteran guards such as Stephen Torrey and... Frankie Fallon, but also playing with those second-year guards who play a major role in Darren Fergus, who had a really good week, 14 points against East Strasburg, 13 points against CSI, really coming into a good player, and Kenny Lazo also playing big minutes. So there's a learning gap between, say, who's a true freshman, and some of the fifth years, such as Stephen Torrey, but they're really coming together, and they're really showing that through this process, which is a marathon of college basketball season, that they're really growing and they're really learning the sport. You know, Say alluded to the non-conference and beginning of the year schedule being very, very difficult, but that was what head coach Charlie Marquardt wants them to really notice, that they want to play their role and come into their own. And we've seen that at the beginning of conference play, the win over UDC and then going on the road and playing at College of Staten Island, getting a win there. The piece is starting to click a little bit. You know, you have a couple of big guys in Colin Brady and William Muller who've gotten off to really hot starts. Darren Fergus running the point guard along with Kenny Lazo and the experience of Frankie Phelan and Stephen Torrey all beginning to hit their stride a little bit as we come into mid-December and really the heart of ECC play. And you look at players such as Billy Muller and Colin Brady. These are two guys who didn't really play that much last year. So last year was weird with the COVID and all, and we keep on mentioning it. But it's really important to note that because they missed out on a full college basketball season, which is a full year to get that experience and to see them step up, pick up the roles, especially Colin in that win over CSI, a career-high 18 points. Such a really good performance from him. It's really good to see those players coming into their own, and the Lions are really seeing what they have and are – Building off of that this week, it's kind of weird around Division II basketball going into Christmas because you think you're in the heart of conference play, but you have one conference game against Queens and then two non-conference games before the new year against Bloomfield and the Delphi. So you hope to get the win and go into January 3-0 and in league play, and then you get tested against a good Adelphi team and a regional opponent in Bloomfield. So they're setting them up for when you get to January, February, and the most important part of the year in March, where you're setting yourself up in this marathon to be successful, to get that experience with the tough games. Especially after you come off of those two non-conference games for the rest of the year after that, it's all ECC opponents. After you come off those two non-conference, you have to go to Spark Hill and play at St. Thomas Aquinas, one of the top teams in the region. 
Then you have Mercy that comes into Quilly Gymnasium. Always a tough battle between Malloy and Mercy. And then you have to go to Damon, who reached the regionals last year in the NCAA tournament in that COVID-shortened year. So it's going to be tough for this men's basketball team. But I think all the preparation that they've had in the first couple months of the season and now getting a couple of wins in conference play and still a big conference game tomorrow against Queens College. It'll be very important to understand where they're going to be as they enter 2022. Switching basketball to women's basketball, Joe Pelican's group only had one game this week and they had a 50-37 win over CSI. And you kind of feel like this is a win the team needed. Because if you look at their last two games, they opened ECC play against UDC, lost by three points, played AIC really tough, lost by four points. Something about a Coach Pelican coach group is they're always going to be in the game. But it was nice to see them finally get over that hump and pick up their first conference win. And especially they went on the road as well. It was a doubleheader with the men's team. Sophia Lee, the big highlight in this game, led the team with 16 points and pulled down a career high, 19 rebounds. She's been playing outstanding. She's got seven of 11 from the floor. Then, of course, you can't go look past uh, Captain Gabriella Spuru. 10 points, eight rebounds to go along with eight assists and a really grinded out type of win, a 50 to 37 victory over CSI. And as Patrick alluded to, they're coming off of two really tough losses against AIC and UDC, where they just went back and forth with these two teams the entire game. Joe Pelican always has his team prepared. They're always going to grind it out to the final buzzer. And that's what we've seen a lot from this year from this team, Patrick. Their ability to really, they're not really ever out of a game. They're always right there with their opponent at the final buzzer. And you talk to Coach Pelican, he will tell you um, for sure that he prides himself on building one of the toughest schedules in the East region and the nation. And we're seeing this so far going back beating a good Dominican team, beating a good Adelphi team, playing a good Holy Family team to a one-possession game, playing Hofstra to a one-point game. If you look at the schedule, for the exception of the first two games of the year, all of them have been close to one to two-possession games. So the team's battling, and sometimes in basketball, unfortunately, you don't get the bounces of win, but this experience is oh so important for the stretch. And you look at this week, a conference game against Queens tomorrow, and then you're playing three really tough NE10 teams from Massachusetts in Bentley, Assumption, and Stonehill. They get the benefit of hosting a really good Bentley team at Quilly Gymnasium on December the 19th. Then they go on the road to play Assumption and Stonehill. And it's not easy to win on the road, especially against these really tough Northeast 10 teams. And that conference is loaded every single year on the women's side. Then after you bring in the new year, you go up to Spark Hill, similar to the men, and you're going to be playing Stack and Mercy within that same week. And then you go travel to Damon. So again, really tough teams, tough competition as you end the new year, all to set up the stretch of conference games from January the 5th until the end of the year on February the 26th. So you look at the women's basketball team, Robert, and kind of a little bit of a valley, but with that win over CSI going to Queens, you kind of hope they're peaking going into the holiday season. And four and fives, not not a bad mark for the team. They're growing and they're led by those veteran leaders, as we mentioned, graduate student Sophia Lee, senior Gabriella Spuru, and graduate student Maya Thomas. The roster may be a little shorthanded, but with three leaders, they know what it takes to win. They've won at the Division II level. So we'll see what happens going forward in this tough stretch. Switching over to the track, they had a meet at the Wagner Seahawks shootout on Staten Island and another another week and another school record by Katie Moore. She started the season by setting the 3K record, and she came back this week beating her own 3K record by over 13 seconds. 
Yeah, she was absolutely magnificent down in Staten Island. Like Patrick alluded to, she breaks the program record the week before, comes back the week after, breaks her own record. She finished ninth in that race. And we spoke a lot about her during the cross-country season. How would she translate it over to the track? She has not skipped a beat on the track early on this year. For the rest of the team, it's good just getting that experience moving from cross-country to track for some. Kaylee Visigi last week alluded to getting used to it's the same distance between the tracks, but it's a different, the races are the same distance, but the tracks are different sizes. So it's adjusting to the mindset and for the student athletes to beat something to the belt, to get used to the 200 meter track and indoor, they get a little bit of a month off before they get back to the full push from January 7th, the February 19th when the ECC championship is. So they're getting in the full swing, basketball's in full swing. And we look forward to seeing bowling when they come back the weekend of January 21st and 22nd. So we're a little quieter in the winter, but basketball's in full swing, track's getting going, bowling got going. We thank Say for the interview, and hopefully we get a couple ECC wins against Queens tomorrow, Robert. Yeah, without a doubt, a big doubleheader in Queens just before the holiday break for both of these teams. You have to expect Charlie Marquardt's going to have his guys ready to go. Head coach Joe Pelicane always has the, the women ready to play. Tough place to play in Queens College, but expect really hard fought efforts from both squads. So we're going to pass it over to say and his journey from Brooklyn to Malloy college. We hope you enjoy that. And we'll see you after the interview. We now welcome to the main stage men's basketball freshman say Diang. say, thank you so much for taking the time. No problem. Thank you. So say you look at the early season, nine games in two and zero in conference play. How has the season been going early on for the team? Um, so it started off a little rough due to COVID last year and the new team we have this year. It is a, a very young team. So we did start off a little rough, but we're starting to put the pieces together and we're just beginning to scratch the surface. Uh, what has been something that uh, you've learned early on about yourself and this team uh, as the years uh, started? Um, I feel like everyone on the team has a role. And if we play our roles and play to our strengths, we can win a lot of games this season. I feel, like, I feel like we're starting to see that more and more every day. You mentioned your role, and I feel like you're very deep at the guard position where you have veterans like Frankie Fallon and Stephen Torrey. You have guys in Kenny Lazo and Darren Fergus who've done it before. They play last year a little bit, and you have you. What's it like playing with such a talented group of guards and learning from the experience of your teammates? So this is my first year as a college freshman. So seeing them play, I love to see them play, and I love learning from them every day. Every day I'm going to make a mistake. So when I sit down with them and they tell me how to do this or that, I'm learning a lot from them. So when I finally become at that guard position with a lot of experience like they do, it, it wouldn't be a problem for me going through the season. Uh, what is something that, you know, Steven, Frankie, or even Darren or Kenny have uh, spoken to you about when you've come off the court and uh, just breaking down stuff that's on the court after you've come off after playing for a couple of minutes? Uh, Steve and Frankie, they're very experienced being their full fifth year college players. So whenever I'm on the court, they always telling me, go my hardest. It's okay to make a mistake. You're, you're always going to make a mistake. It's basketball. So they're, they're always telling me to go my hardest. They're always telling me, play my position to perfection. And even if you can't, just do it as, as much as you could. You mentioned you, you saw the court early on. Not many college freshmen see the court early in their career. What has that experience been like for you getting on and getting experience early in your career? Um, it's a uh, learning experience. Every year is a learning experience, but I feel like I'm playing 
me playing a lot with uh, because of Coach Marquardt. He sees I'm going hard every day in practice. So he's putting, he's trusting me to be on that court with the experienced guys. And every time I'm on the court, I just see it more and more. I just see it, me building. I see the team building. What's something for you personally that you felt like you could improve upon coming from high school to college? And what have you seen that improvement so far is so young in your career? I, I started basketball recently, so I'm not, I wasn't really very experienced with basketball. So I started out just playing strictly, I'm strictly a defensive threat, but more and more with Coach Marquardt and the team, I'm learning to be an offensive threat as well on the other end. So you said basketball came to you later in life. You went to Bedford Academy. When did you start playing? Um, I first picked up a basketball when I was in eighth grade, but I played soccer my whole life. I took basketball serious when I was in 12th grade. So because I took it serious a little too late, I had to take a prep year. And from that prep year, I got better and better, and I ended up at Milwaukee College. As a newer player playing in a very tough PSAL where there's so much talent, what was it like learning against some of the top players in New York City? Um, I feel like New York City, especially Brooklyn, the conferences, they're very gritty. So playing in that gritty conference and, and just starting to play basketball, you really learn a lot. So when you transition into college, it's not really a problem for you. Yeah, you came out of Brooklyn, you know, some of the top high schools in the city and not, not less in the tri-state area. So what did the soccer, you know, you, said, you mentioned that you played soccer early on. How has your soccer conditioning and prep prepared you to play basketball? Soccer, there is a lot of running. Like, there, I feel like soccer has the most running in any sport. So from that running and from you have to work hard. You cannot you cannot have half off everything in soccer. You have to work hard. So from working hard and all of all of the running, when you put that into basketball, it's, it should be a breeze for you. You said you started playing basketball in eighth grade after playing soccer your whole life. What made you get into playing the sport? When I I moved when I was in sixth grade and after moving, it was a, where I moved to basketball was the only thing they knew. So from watching with from watching what they was playing, I felt like basketball was fun. So I tried it out myself, and I felt I could take basketball all the way. And since you picked up basketball a little later than most, you know, student athletes would, who did you look for, like, as an idol or somebody to idolize your game after to try to, when you picked up that basketball, to try to get right into the rhythm? Uh, my older brother, he actually started playing basketball way before me. So I used to watch him play a lot in the park and in, at his games and watch what he'd do, and I felt like, Maybe I, I want to do it just like him. He's still playing to this day. How do you feel that you started in eighth grade, started playing serious your senior year, and you're playing a key role on a Division two college basketball team? I feel like that's such a great accomplishment. How, how does that motivate you going forward? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't really feel any pressure coming from from starting a little late in basketball. Every day, I want to play for my family and get them and get them out and get them to be successful as well. I want, I want my whole, I want my whole family to eat. So with this, with this basketball playing for the Division II school, I feel very blessed. So we'll transfer. We like to uh, highlight the whole student athlete. You're in your first year at Malloy. How have classes been going so far, and how's it been balancing? the work on the court and the work in the classroom? Uh, school hasn't has never really been a problem for me. My family always insisted that school comes first. So I've never really had a problem with school and exams and stuff. But Coach Marquardt and the team, they, they make it sure that your schedule doesn't interfere with your schoolwork. So we'll have schoolwork in the day and practice at night. So that work to that schoolwork to basketball balance, that's been a pretty good adjustment for you coming from high school into the college level. Yeah. You look at the season, we'll talk, you mentioned the guard play earlier in the interview, but you look at the team, 
two and seven rough start. What did you guys learn from the early losses and how has it helped you get off such a good start in conference play? Um, we're, we're, uh, well, the schedule he put up for us is a tough schedule to start. He set up, he set it up that way. So we, so we wouldn't have a problem in conference play. So these games that we're playing, we're seeing more and more that if we don't play our roles and if we don't play together, there, there really won't be much success. But we're starting to see that by playing together and by playing our roles, we're starting to have success. And you guys have played, you know, some games that you guys played these teams close. You played D1 Hofstra, played a really close game against Adelphi. What have you seen your game? How have you seen your game translate from, you know, the non-conference to the conference? Have you seen the game maybe slow down a little bit? Are things becoming a little more clearer on the court as you begin to transition into midseason? From the non-conference to the conference, I feel like the non-conference games are much, much, much tougher than the conference games that we've played so far. From the non-conference games, we're seeing that the, the yeah, they're, they're, they have big bodies and they have a little bit of talent, but we do as well. We can compete with them as well. So in this conference play, it should be the same thing for us. It, start, it starts to slow down. We mentioned this several times throughout the interview. You're very new into your college career, but what do you want to accomplish during your four years at Malloy? During my four years at Malloy, of course, I want to get my degree, and I, I would like to bring four conference championships and tournament championships for Coach Marquardt. He deserves that much. Say, we want to thank you so much for taking the time during your crazy schedule with basketball and finals, and best of luck the rest of the way. We appreciate it. Thank you. We want to thank Say again for taking the time to discuss his early career at Malloy College. We want to thank you for listening to the main stage, as always. Don't forget to follow us at the main stage on Instagram, the main stage pod on Instagram, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Malloy Lions. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy your holiday season. We will see you in the new year.